Hello and welcome to MDG the podcast, a podcast with the experts in the field of microbiology, teaching us about the world we live in and how bacillus is shaping it. As always, the podcast was brought to you by Microbial Discovery Group. Visit MDG at mdgbio.com. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Judd Reminger. I am the creative lead here at MDG, and also I'll be your host for MDG the podcast. Today in the podcast, we're going to be talking about lagoons, specifically the research that went into a metadata piece on the effective ways of reducing sludge in lagoons. And today in the podcast, we have Jennifer Cray. She's a microbiologist three and has decades of experience with bacillus. And she's part of the support team in the lab here at MDG. Without further ado, Jennifer Cray. Jennifer, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Judd. No problem. So, Jennifer, you're about to publish this white paper titled, A Bacillus-Based Biogmentation Product Effectively Reduces Sludge in a Study of 11 Wastewater Lagoons. The product that we're referencing in MDG's wastewater product line is called Biotifix. Can you tell us a little bit about the results that are showcased in this white paper? Yeah, so like you mentioned, we studied 11 lagoons for this. So across all 11 lagoons, there was an average sludge reduction of 56% within the first year of treatment with biotifics. The sludge volume was analyzed in eight of those. So we used a sludge judge to measure the sludge levels before and after. And we saw an average sludge volume reduction of 41%. Now, in most cases, more sludge is being constantly loaded into these systems throughout the duration of treatment. But Biotifics was also able to prevent this sludge from accumulating. We saw that sludge volume in lagoons post-treatment was lower compared to pre-treatment, even when the loading rate was as high as 14% of the existing lagoon volume. So without that treatment in there, the sludge level would have actually risen over that time period, but instead it went down. We also looked at lagoons where sludge was at or above the surface level. So for those, we analyzed sludge surface coverage before and after and found that the treatment with biotifics was able to reduce sludge coverage by about 92%. That's great. That is awesome data. Now, how was the data gathered and kind of how long did it take you? Yeah, so we've treated hundreds of lagoons throughout our time in the wastewater industry. So for this study, we wanted to make sure we only used really high quality data to analyze. Our products work well to treat other lagoon challenges other than sludge, such as fog or odor. But in this case, we were specifically focusing on applications where reduction of sludge was the main purpose of treatment. Also, we work with distribution partners to treat these wastewater industries. We didn't always have access to all of the information from each of these systems that we treated. One really important thing that we wanted was baseline data. So we need to have something to compare ourselves to in the end to know how successful we were. Other important things would be dosing information. So what products we used, what dates we treated, the location of the application. Also, the specifics of the lagoon itself, so location, volume, surface area, those were all things we wanted to have too. We spent a few weeks working really closely with the sales team to collect all of that data. Then I spent several more weeks after that just working with the numbers and putting together graphs and the conclusions that we have today. That's awesome. There's so much impressive results in this white paper. 
Now, I guess before we dive even deeper in it, let's first explain, you know, sludge is a huge problem, especially in the wastewater industry. Can you explain the kind of the mode of action behind it? Or in other words, how does bacillus work to reduce the sludge? Yeah, that's a great question that we get a lot. There are two main modes of action that bioaugmentation with bacillus specifically uses to get to sludge reduction. So the first way is by enhancing the existing microbial community. So we're adding in live microbes to the lagoon that boost the overall bacterial activity in the system. Having more active organisms in the environment in turn leads to more efficient sludge digestion. That leads into the other way that bacillus aid in sludge reduction by directly actually digesting the sludge themselves. Bacillus are really good at using a lot of the materials found in the sludge to obtain the nutrients that they need to grow and will often thrive in that environment. So as they continue to feed and reproduce, the sludge level is reduced. So what is keeping native microorganisms from breaking down the sludge itself then? So they definitely are breaking down the sludge. They may just be slower or they may be using some alternative metabolic processes that lead to side effects that are not as desirable in this industry like H2S production. All bacteria have different abilities when it comes to enzyme production. So the native community might not be able to produce something that allows them to use some potential food source in the environment. When you add in a new organism that can break down that component, the result is more sludge digestion. That's great. Now, the study that you have, it has 11 lagoons, many different sizes, different locations, industries. So I assume that was intentional to show you a variety in the elements or the situation, correct? Yeah, definitely. So we, like I said, have treated many lagoons in our time, and those lagoons cover a wide variety of different industries and locations. So we wanted to make sure that was definitely represented in this analysis. Most of the ones that we looked at were in the U.S., but there were two international Most of those U.S. locations were around the Midwest region, but we have additional regions represented too. The biggest industries that we covered in this were meat production and municipalities, but we also touch on the dairy industry, pulp and paper, and just other food and beverage industries. A big range of sizes of lagoons was talked about too. We have volumes ranging from 55,000 gallons to over 200 million gallons and flows of about 4,500 to 35 million gallons per day. That's massive. That's a, those are some big lagoons. Yeah. How long does it take to see results after you start treating a big lagoon like that? That's a really good question, and that is one we get a lot of times from the industry as well. That really depends on the system itself and the severity or the specifics of the problem that they're facing. Our field team works really closely with our distribution partners, and they are very knowledgeable with and have a lot of experience in identifying and recommending the best treatment course for each individual situation. I can tell you that from my analysis that I performed, um, all of the results we studied were from treatment periods of no more than a year, but several of the lagoons were only treated for two to six months and still saw sludge volume reductions in the range of 40 to 60%. Yeah, and I know in the wastewater industry, 
that dredging is a big thing. They always talk dredging, dredging, dredging. Now, it's also a very expensive problem in wastewater. So besides the cost, what is the benefits of using bacillus over the alternative? Yeah, so you're exactly right. The mechanical removal is typically very costly, especially in comparison with bioaugmentation with bacillus. ROIs for the facilities from this study alone ranged from 5 to 1 to 9 to 1 over mechanical removal methods. But in addition to that, bioaugmentation, you know, is a natural solution that can help with even the overall health of the lagoons that we're treating. In addition to that, it can be effective to treat more than just the sludge levels. If there are other issues present, like odors due to H2S, fog buildup, those can often be improved with bacillus treatment, but something like mechanical removal isn't really going to touch that issue. Yeah. So if listener liked what they're hearing right now and want to know more, where can someone find the metadata that you created? Yeah. So like you mentioned earlier, there is a white paper coming out with that information that will be available through MDG. And we also just did a webinar that we have available online as well. That is correct. And it's also with past and future guest Josiah Minako, who is a technical support specialist here at MDG. Well, Jennifer, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for writing this beautiful white paper that is coming out very, very soon. So if you guys want to know more about MDG or the wastewater treatment program we have here, you can email us at info at mdgbio.com or you can visit mdgbio.com. I want to thank you again, Jennifer, and make sure everyone can like and subscribe to the podcast. I want to thank you very much. And for everyone else, we'll see you later.